0: Yo, what's going on everybody, it's New Wave Podcast, we in the building. We live on Instagram, we live on every other platform, shout out to everybody that's out there that's tuning in, shout out to everybody that will be tuning in, shout out to the live, the Instagram live, it's, 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 it's getting there, it's getting there, it's a work in progress. But much love to everybody that's out there on IG. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. New Wave Podcast. Today is Saturday, well, Sunday. On Live, I'm recording this at 1.12 a.m. June 10th. Excuse me, January 10th. I should say January 10th. That's where rest comes into play. Sunday, January 10th, 1.30 a.m. Shout out to everybody. Let's wake up right now. Um, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. New Wave Podcast. Um, I wanna talk about a few things. Um, obviously, you know, I'm gonna talk I'm gonna to touch on the situation that happened at the Capitol building a few days ago. I'm definitely gonna talk about that. I wanna talk about like the young ball, the Lamello Ball. Him and Lonzo Ball went at it against each other the other night. Um, I wanna talk about his game. And where I think it will be in the NBA. And um, a little basketball. Probably talk about the Washington Wizards. Will it be able to work out? Um, Seth Curry has COVID. Probably touch on the Sixers played with an eight-man roster. And um, they lost. We um, most, like, we're mo- most definitely, we're going to have to talk about Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre had a brain aneurysm a few days ago. He was sent to the hospital, and hopefully Dre pulls through. Um, he did leave a message on social media telling everybody he's going to be fine. And he looks forward to coming home. But we're going to talk about Dr. Dre and what he means to the, to the to the music industry. Not really the beats by Dre and stuff like that, but we're mainly going to talk touch on the music. The music of Dr. Dre, the legacy of Dr. Dre, because he's not going anywhere. Doc, that's the doc. You know he's gonna be fine. Um, hopefully, get that. Well, we're gonna set it off like this. Get well soon, Dr. Drake. You know what I'm saying? Get well soon. Get back in action, back to what you were doing, and have a, hopefully he have a speedy recovery. Um, like I said, we want to talk on some NBA talk. Lamelo Ball It's Lamelo. It's Lo is Leangelo, It's LaVar is is Liangelo. It's Lamar Ball, whatever his name is, LaVar what the fuck is the ball name? But the ball brother, Lonzo Ball. Leangelo Lonzo, and Lamello Ball. The Ball brothers. You know, shout out to the ball shout out to those those three guys. Shout out to LaVar Ball. Um when I was on this podcast, I never did a show where I where I shitted on Lamar Lavar Ball because I think he's doing he's doing a hell of a job. You know, he has three young he has three young men. This is what people this is where people miss the point when it comes to Lamar Lavar Ball. He's an African American man raising three African American sons. Let's not let that go over your head because, yeah, he's in a different area. Yeah, these kids grew up in like Chino Hills. They didn't grow up in North Philly. They didn't grow up in Brownsville, Brooklyn. They grew up in Chino Hills. So what? So what? You got to give this man props before raising three young men and getting two of them Really he got all three of them in the NBA. He gave, you know, the other the, the other brother, he had a shot. He played was with the Detroit Pistons. They cut him. You know, so he gave his son the opportunity to get on an NBA team. Now, Lonzo Ball, you gotta get this man his props. Both his sons were top five draft picks. Let that sink in right there. You know, his sons were top five draft picks. One year of college and no years of college. And the other one got a shot with no college experience. No college basketball. That tells you a lot about that man, Lavar Ball. You know, Lavar Ball, he's, he takes a lot of shit because of his mouth. His mouth, you know, he might say something and people overreact. From what he's saying. He's just an overprotective dad. That wants to see his kids win. And he's watching his sons win. His oldest son was drafted by the Lakers. Lakers traded him to New Orleans. To the Pelicans. Nothing wrong with that. Beautiful trade. He needed to go somewhere else. LA wasn't his, wasn't his vibe. That wasn't the city for him. That wasn't the system for him to play in. He needed to go somewhere where he could where he could um, get the camera people or the media off his back. The pressure of playing in L.A. Because you got to think, you're playing in L.A. You're playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. You got Magic Johnson. We ain't even going to go as far back after Magic Johnson. We're going to start right at Magic. You got magic. You got the pressure of of filling those shoes. Then you got you got guys like Kobe Bryant. You got the pressure of filling those shoes. And fuck that. You even got to fill Nick Van Exel's shoes, Eddie Jones' shoes. These guys had superstars on their team. They have a leg, They have a reputation for being a so-called perfect organization. The Lakers are like a perfect organization. Bad seasons don't sit right in L.A. You understand? See, when they had that little drought after Kobe, those fans were near depressed. Damn near didn't know what to do with their lives. They had to figure something out. They had to move Lonzo Ball. They had to move him. They had to think fast. They had to move him. With other people. They had to they had to make some room. They bring in LeBron James. See, they not used to losing. They're not used to losing. So when they lose, it's like, yo, we gotta figure this shit out. We gotta think fast. So they move Leon, they move Lonzo Ball. I really don't think Lonzo Ball is having a bad career in New Orleans. I think he's off to a good start. He has Zion Williams, Williamson. You know, he got other players that are over there that are that are fitting the puzzle that they want. Now, what I think they need, they need, they really need veteran leadership on that team. Somebody that's going to hold them down. Somebody that's going to anchor them. They need like a P.J. Brown. Remember P.J. Brown? They need a guy like P.J. Brown. They need a guy like uh, Kevin Willis. I'm taking you guys back to the hard old hitters, the hitters that used to play ball. You know, P.J. Brown was one of them balls. They need somebody like Marcus Canby on their team, like some muscle, because you got these young guys now. You got to protect. They need somebody to protect them, because they don't. They don't have. They might have a little bit of skill, but. I don't see a lot of heart on that team. I don't see a lot of heart on the New Orleans Pelicans. If I'm wrong, I I, I stand corrected. But if you watch basketball, if you watch them, you see a bunch of young legs running up and down the court, hooping and balling and just having fun. But they need somebody that's going to be like, yo, fuck that, stop smiling. Stop smiling in the huddle, we down 15." We don't need nobody, no handshakes. Don't smack his hand. Don't shake his hand. We down 15. We got to come back. They need that type of presence on that team. Whether it be, you know, like Miami got Hedonis Hashlam. And Hashlam been sticking it down for a minute. Hashlam been riding. He never, he never played for another team. Miami is all he know. He's there for a reason. Because he's, because he's, he's support. He doesn't have to play. He can play. Obviously, the ball can get up there and give you about 15, 20 minutes in the game. He can hoop. He can do what what he's supposed to do. But Pat Riley got him doing something different because I'm guaranteeing you he's going to be a coach in the NBA soon. He's going to coach. Adonis Haslam, you can find him on somebody's bench coaching. Within the next two years out of his retirement. Because all he's doing on the bench is soaking up game. He's, he's, they grooming the next coach right there. He don't have to play. Sit here and watch us. You know what I'm saying? Sit here and watch us. That's what he's here for. That's like Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard sat on the Miami Heat bench and was soaking up game so he can coach. Now he's coaching Michigan. You see what I'm saying? It's like that play, that development, it works. But like let's 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 stay on the topic. Let's stay on the course of the topic. We'll be talking about the the Ball brothers. And we congratulating Le- LeVar Ball on a spectacular job that he's done with three young black men. Before we start talking about this Capitol Hill thing, we congratulate him Because we can go forever with that topic. Them people was crazy the other day. But we can go forever with that. But we got to congratulate Lamar Levar Ball because people forget about who's behind what is going on. He's behind two of the. They played the other night and they played a good game. LaMelo Ball, look, La, LaMelo Ball just had a triple double. Heavy on the stats. You know, he just had a triple-double today. I think he played the Hawks. Or was that yesterday? I'm not sure. But they played the Atlanta Hawks and he had a triple-double. You know, so and they won. So, you know what I'm saying? So the young ball, LaMelo Ball, I'm trying, I'm trying to tell you where I think he's going to be. Within the next 5 years, I think he's going to be better than La, better than Lonzo Ball. But Lonzo Ball won't be far behind them because they got the same game work ethic. They got the same coach. But this LaMelo Ball is going to be up here. In five more years, he's going to be there. Because you see, these two, these two young basketball players that we're watching, they're smart. They got what you call a basketball IQ. A lot of guys play basketball, but they don't play it with a basketball IQ. They're not smart. Like the kid, Lonzo, like the kid, um, Lamella Ball, so the lady lady asked him a question How do you rebound the ball so good? He said, I've been playing this game since I was three. It's easy. He said, You just got to put yourself in the position, grab it. That's some shit that a motherfucking veteran will say. He's a rookie, 19 years old, talking like he's a seasoned vet. He said, this is what I do. I've been playing this since I was three. You know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing. Not cocky, not arrogant. He's confident that he can play in that league. And when you're confident like that, that's a scary thing. That's a scary thing. Because if you really look at it, Lonzo Ball is confident like that. They know that they can play in that league. They're not trying to be the best players in the NBA. They're just trying to let people know that they can play with the best players in the league. When you start getting props from guys like Kevin Durant, LeBron James, it's like they see it in these kids. They see the talent. Now, the other brother, I I don't feel bad for him, but he had a shot. You know, they had him, like I said earlier, he had a shot. Maybe Detroit wasn't just, he's not what Detroit's looking for. Because his size is very, like, awkward for an NBA player. He has that awkward build. He doesn't have that build that says NBA, like, bust your ass type shit. He got the build of, like, a guy that plays in the park with us. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't look like... And maybe he might be nice. He might be super-duper nice. He might be the best brother out of the crew. But we won't tell, We won't find that out as far as the NBA goes. We have to catch him on a pickup game because he's not in the league. But it would have been a beautiful thing if all three brothers could have been in the league together. like Sort of like the Holiday Brothers. You know what I mean? Those guys are phenomenal. Them boys can play. They can play some basketball. Drew Holiday and them kid and them guys, man. That's a that's that's some ball. That's basketball right there. Let's be clear. The G League is good. The G League is good. You know what I like about the G League? It gives people a shot. So if Le, if Lamello, if whatever his name is, LiAngelo Ball is in the G League, that's good enough for me. You know, long as he's not like falling off the mat, and long as he's somewhere where he can hoop, or where he can still hoop, because these guys, basketball is their life. That's their life right there. Basketball, playing basketball, you could tell. You could tell they wake up, sleep, eat basketball. They love the game. They love that fucking game. You know, shout out to Dr. Dre, man. Like I said, I want to shout Dr. Dre out and show some appreciation to Dr. Dre. You know, Dr. Dre had that serious situation this week, the brain aneurysm. We want to shout Dr. Dre out. I'm a big fan of Dr. Dre. I'm a big fan of West Coast music. Um, I I would prefer to listen to West Coast music over East Coast music because I just like the beats, the melodies, the hooks, the vibe, the energy. That West Coast music, that shit, I, I, that shit raised me. I don't know. A lot of people might forget about, act like they can forget about the West Coast, but the before the East Coast, it was the West Coast. Because the East Coast was a tribe called Quest and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Jungle Brothers, Buster Rhymes, and ooh, all that crazy wild music that um. Afrocentric shit It really wasn't hitting hardcore like that And then when you did have the hardcore music It was like Lil Dap and them balls, Group homing them But Snoop and them hit you with that hardcore shit Early in the game And a lot of people forget about them A lot of people forget about how they basically Were the brick and mortar of hardcore hip hop you know what I'm saying? Because when the music was going down, and then Snoop and Dre and them and Suge and them kind of picked it back up. And you know, and this is before Tupac, because Tupac was in, in, implemented into, the, into the, um, the grind. Pac ain't never start with the West Coast. Pac just came to the West Coast and started talking West Side, all this shit. But Dre was one of the pioneers of it. So we need Dre to get healthy. We need Dre. And don't you dare knock on wood, pass away without dropping that motherfucking um, chronic. That next one. We need another one. You've been holding that shit out. Like, now this should make you drop it. want to drop it even more, Dre. Let that shit go. And don't put no bullshit-ass artists on there, man. We want to hear some shit. We want to hear some G-Funk. We want to hear that shit. All my niggas and the bitches. Throw your motherfucking hands in the air. You know what I'm saying? That type shit. You got to bring West Coast music back. Don't put Kendrick Lamar in there if Kendrick Lamar ain't going to be talking no shit. I don't want to hear that Kendrick Lamar bullshit. I'm going to keep it 100. I don't want to hear that. It's a time and place for everything. And I don't think Kendrick Lamar should be on certain albums. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's nice. Yeah, he's he got lyrics and all this shit. Yeah, he's from the West Coast. But listen, when I'm telling you, I don't want to hear that shit. We don't want to hear that shit. So shout out to Dre, man. Speedy Recovery, man. And definitely don't put no fucking Eminem on that shit. Y'all kill me when y'all put Eminem on them West Coast tracks. One of the fucking wackest rappers in the world. You put him on a West Coast track. He's from Detroit. Eight mile at that. Nobody know where the fuck no damn eight mile is. Come on now. Come on, son. Somebody got to keep it 100. Somebody has to. A couple of days ago, a couple of days ago, um, the nation's capital, D.C., you know, um, we had these crazy-ass white motherfuckers. That's what we going to call them. We ain't going to act like we ain't going to call them white people. We ain't going to call them rioters. We had these crazy-ass motherfucking white people. Came in planes, trains, buses, automobiles to Washington, D.C. Because Donald Trump lured these stupid asses. And, you know, it felt like, it almost felt like the Jim Jones shit. When he got them with the Kool-Aid. And Jim Jones hit them fucking people with the Kool-Aid and started a cult. This is like a cult movement, dog. Except no Kool-Aid. It's just come on down. You know, the price is right. Like that type shit. And them motherfuckers come running. So, these people, it was some real live gangster shit. You know what I'm saying? It was some real shit. The motherfuckers was climbing walls. They had zip lines. They had fucking ropes. They was throwing rope on the fucking wall. They was doing crazy shit. They were going to fuck ham the other day. And I'm telling you, my man, I'm telling you, when I seen these motherfuckers pushing, pushing, and pushing through the door of the Capitol building, only thing I could say was, them motherfuckers about to, about to not go to jail. They ain't not one of them going to get shot. I knew it. When I was watching this shit on my phone, I knew it. I said to myself, I said, watch nothing happen to none one of these people. And when I seen these people walking out the building... Like they just came out of Walmart. Or like they just came out of a buffet. Like they just ate good. They look like they came out of fucking. Had the time of their life dog. They walking out with podiums. They got envelopes. They got all types of stuff. And these motherfucking people looked like some straight animals. White people, if you're looking at this, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Y'all did the most stupidest thing i ever seen in my life, because now all y'all gonna get caught. And they will catch some of y'all. And let me tell you something, man. Let me just be real. Donald Trump not bailing you motherfuckers out. Y'all got to put that bail money up. You can't call Donald Trump and say, yo, Trump, man, I just ran up in the Capitol building and I got caught. Can you send me some bail money? He's not bailing you out. Dog, you are in there by yourself. You're going to bail yourself out. Or the organization that you would probably going to bail you out. But let me tell you why that was the most dumbest thing ever and you know we talk about the looters and the shit and all this craziness you know everybody that's out here doing something like that done lost a fucking mind you know lost your fucking mind and let's not let's not let's not forget the fact that if those were black people there'd be some dead black motherfuckers on the floor on the on the on they wouldn't even have got towards the doorknob, let alone, let's talk about the girl that was driving the car and hit the barricade by accident and they shot her dead, killed her. She's a body. You know, them people wearing up on them steps, a lot of them cops let them come in, they gave them motherfuckers of the green light. I never seen nothing like that before in my life. They gave them the green light. They said, come on, go. Run up in there. To be honest with you, every police officer that was on there should be suspended or being dealt with right now. Take your badge off. Give me that badge. Throw it in the box. You no longer work today, you work here. Any last, any of those police, whoever was in law enforcement and was responsible for that, you should be working at Fresh Grocer. You really should not be a police officer or whatever you are. You should not be in service. Your service is no longer needed here. That was a big monstrosity. That was terrible. That was probably one of the worst things I seen. That George Floyd thing wasn't even all wasn't wasn't bad as that. You know, because when the riots was over the George Floyd, let's break this down real quick. When they were doing that, it was a bunch of instigators in that. A lot of a lot of people that was from different organizations coming and you made it look like black people did all that. No, black people ain't caused all that chaos. No, the fuck they didn't. What they were doing was piggybacking off that negative energy. Because those protests started out as peaceful. Then you got people hiding bricks and hiding all types of shit in the corners. And then they got chaotic. Then they started looting. It wasn't supposed to be like that. But those people made it like that. Now this here was supposed to be like that. They were hiding Molotov cocktails. They were passing pipes to hit people with. People were getting trampled. Lady got shot in the neck. She was a fucking. She 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 was a uh, Air Force person on in the, in, the, in the military. But she was with the shit. She was a Trump supporter. And let me tell you something, man. Them Trump supporters ain't have to do that. You know what these people are? These Trump supporters are a bunch of redneck white motherfuckers coming from these forests and these little crazy little, little towns where they wear army fatigues and shit and they play with guns and knives and all that shit. They those type people. Then you got your other kind of Trump supporters, your blue-collar motherfuckers, your dumb people. I swear this motherfucker Trump is for them. Y'all swear he's for y'all. You guys swear he is for y'all. This dude go on a golf course, you could run up on him on that golf course if you want. He gonna make you look stupid. You'll really be done. And then let's take it another step further. Let's talk about how the politicians... You guys kind of deserve this. Y'all put this shit on yourself for being selfish, being, being, being ignorant. All of y'all liars. None of y'all tell the truth. Democrat, Republican, it don't matter who you are. None of y'all are truthful to the American people. We out here struggling during a pandemic. Y'all getting this crazy check every fucking day, every week. Y'all get paid good money. To sit in that big ass stupid looking building and do nothing. So now these crazy little motherfuckers got mad. They shook you guys up. Pass better laws. Give us what we deserve. We've been sitting in our fucking houses, some of us, for over a year. Struggling. Getting paid getting paid, some people getting paid, some people not getting paid, while the politicians get paid. And now y'all expect us to feel sorry for y'all when people knock over deaths. No, we're not feeling sorry for y'all. We're not going to feel sorry for y'all. I, 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 I apologize, but we can't feel sorry for y'all. I'm glad none of y'all got hurt. But fuck your desk. Fuck your office. They tore that shit up for a reason. They tore that shit up for a reason. The reason is people are fed up. People are angry. People are fucking angry. People are are sick. We're in a pandemic and y'all can't take care of us financially. Y'all can't take care of us at all. We out here for ourselves. We working during a pandemic. Y'all motherfuckers supposed to handle this shit. There's so much conspiracy th- theories behind it that people don't even want to fucking hear what y'all got to say no more. Because anything come out of a politician's mouth is a fucking lie. That's what the way the people feel. So now it came down now it boils down to this. Now with other countries looking at us like we weak. With soft, we ain't got, we ain't got no fucking structure, no power. Like our law enforcement is weak. You guys let, you guys let that happen. Let's be real. Let's be. Let's keep this shit black and white. Y'all let that happen. Y'all let that happen. You knew they, you knew them crazy motherfuckers was coming up to that motherfucker white to that Capitol building. You knew they was coming. Y'all all all knew they was coming. Y'all got the best surveillance in the world, damn near. Y'all could pick up lines and tap all this shit. Fuck that, we know. But the fact that that y'all let that happen, it shows us that y'all soft. And y'all ain't nothing but bullies. Y'all bullies. But guess what? We're going to end this with right here. The bullies got punched in the mouth the other day. You guys got smacked around by a bunch of fucking hillbilly hicks. And it made y'all look real bad. Because it wasn't black people. It never was black people. Black people not the problem. We the scapegoat. We are the scapegoat. We are the excuse that y'all use to let shit go down. Blame it on the black motherfuckers. Blame it on the black people. We ain't going to let race get ahead of this. Y'all make all types of excuses to make us look bad. But now, y'all look like shit. Y'all look stupid. Y'all look real dumb. Y'all look real dumb. Black people told y'all, how can y'all let Donald Trump be president? Y'all looked at us like we was crazy. Donald Trump is president. Now y'all don't want him to be president. with two fucking weeks left. Y'all talking about impeach this dude. The damage is done. He fucked y'all. Y'all let him in y'all y'all let him in y'all system. He knows everything. He knows who's who. You dudes are just dumb. Y'all dumb. Fuck it. Somebody gotta say it. It might as well be New Wave Podcast, man. It's New Wave Podcast, man. Y'all be safe. I'm out of here. The politicians got bloody noses. Now y'all got to clean up that fucking mess down there in D.C. You dudes is crazy. The police officers, every last person in law enforcement need to be out of a job. Out of a job. Walmart security is better than y'all. Peace. We out.